Welcome to A Book with Bubble Tea. With your host, Mira He. Here, I share takeaways from East Asian books on parenting, startups, and self growth. Seeking insights beyond the typical English shelf? Want to be a better parent and achieve more in life? You are in the right place. Grab your bubble tea and let's dive in. Welcome to the East Asia this week on a book with bubble tea. This is Mira. How is everyone? I do apologize for my voice right now. As you could hear, I caught a cold and I have this strong nasal sound. So if that annoys you, I'm really sorry. But today we're going to talk about New Year celebration and how is New Year being celebrated in your country? I remember one year I spent New Year's Eve in London, and many people had been occupying spots by the Thames River since noon, you know, hoping to get a clear view of the fireworks. That year, my husband and I also joined the crowd, eagerly waiting for the fireworks. However, apart from the few minutes of fireworks, most of the time we were just bored and tired because it was cold it was windy and then there was like nothing no entertainment before the few minutes of fireworks i actually feel a bit sad or you know a sense of emptiness after the firework was done and it was like that's it and now i have to travel a, another hour back home in cold weather oh this made me miss the new year celebration in asia so much in taiwan Many areas have their own New Year's concerts. Like people in Taipei almost ritually would go to Taipei 101 to watch the countdown and the fireworks, then have a late night meal together and early next morning. So there are a lot of concerts going on, and you would see like singers like rushing from one place to another place in a different county in Taiwan. It was just like so lively. And on the New Year's morning, They will go to the presidential office building to watch the flag raising ceremony. If you could manage to get up, <laughs> yes, a flag raising ceremony. On that cold morning, the president and officials gather in front of the presidential office building to listen to the national anthem and perform the flag raising ceremony, accompanied by marching band performances. The precision and vigor of these high school students, with their loud music and sharp rivals tossing and spinning, are very impressive and exhilarating. This marching band, established in 1959, has accompanied Taiwanese in several New Year's performances. In China, they also have many large-scale New Year's、uh, concerts, counting down together、um, with the crowd. It was just such a lively event. What about the neighboring countries? In South Korea, the most representative New Year's event is probably the bell ringing ceremonies held at the various bell、uh, pavilions across the country. In Seoul, the Bosinggan Bell Pavilion attracts a large crowd every year for the New Year's Eve bell. On the last day of the year. The bell would struck thirty-three、uh, times to represent sincere blessings. But is it only about ringing the bell? Actually, last year to change this cold and quiet 
winter impression of South Korea, the Seoul city government started a series of winter events from Christmas, including Christmas market, light festivals, and New Year celebration all together. They held a 38-day-long Seoul Winter W-I-N-T-A, festival aspiring to become a New Year's destination like New York's Times Squares or Sydney Opera House. Actually, in Taiwan and South Korea, you know, the focus is more on the traditional New Year, uh, which is called the Lunar New Year. So this December 31st celebration and January 1st, this is more like fun time for friends to gather together and party. However, this is considered quite traditional and family-oriented in Japan. New Year's in Japan is more focused on family gatherings. Near the end of the year, after the Christmas festivities, Japanese families gather together. On December 31st, uh, it's called the Omisoka. They have a family meal and a dish called Toshikoshi Soba, New Year's Eve noodles, to wish for good fortune. In the evening, they watch the popular Gohaku Uta Gansen. If you translate it literally, it's Red and White Song Battle, which is a New Year's program that only invites popular singers of that year to participate. And then they will listen to the New Year's Eve bell together. But the main event of New Year's is the next day's Hatsumode, the first shrine visit of the year. The Emperor of Japan also has a New Year's greeting ceremony too. This year, Japan had a tough start. Not only did a magnitude 7 earthquake occur on the Noto Peninsula on the first day of 2024, but on January 2nd, a Japan Airlines flight and a Coast Guard plane waiting to deliver resources to the Noto Peninsula collided on the runway at Haneda Airport. This accident caused the death of five out of six crew members on the Coast Guard plane and the entire JAL flight burnout. Luckily, all passengers and crew on the JAL flight managed to escape before it exploded. So you can imagine this is really tough start. In South Korea, South Korea is not having it easier either. It's also facing intensified threats from North Korea. North Korea fired more than 200 rounds of artillery shells towards South Korea's Yeonpyeon Island at the beginning of the year. And obviously, there's a tension between Taiwan and mainland China also intensified over Taiwan's presidential election on the 13th of January. So by the time this is aired, yeah, it will be the next day will be the Taiwan's presidential election. Also this year, at least 64 countries, including European unions, are going to have major national elections. Countries like Taiwan, Finland, Indonesia, Mexico, Ukraine, Venezuela, South Sudan, and of course, the U.S. and and many other more countries are going to have their presidential elections. That affects nearly 4 billion people in the world. So half of the world populations are going to vote this year. You can really imagine the changes that this is going to bring regionally and globally. How many people will be affected? So I really hope, you know, that people from all countries in the world can have the mentality that, you know, we need to do things that benefit not just only your country, but benefit each other. You know, we need to have this mindset of a coexistence and shared prosperity. 
rather than you know only care about their own national interest, or even worse, you know the rulers, some of them, they actually only care about their own personal interest, seeking to consolidate their power and pretending to represent the national will or you know the national interest, acting in ways that do not align or do not benefit their own people. I really, really hope that would not be the case this year. But remember, no matter what happened, don't let things out of your control bother you too much. And let's just focus on things that we can do well for ourselves, for our family, for the 2024. Like fostering more good habits and you know being more grateful to people around us. So let's all stretch out our arms and embrace a good year of 2024. And believe that it will be your best year to come. So, if you like our shows and you want to learn more about East Asia or East Asian insights, and just to grow together, don't forget to follow us. You know, we would love to grow together with you, and that will surely benefit your 2024. All right, let's continue drinking our bubble tea and learning together. Until next episode on next Wednesday, I'll see you. Bye.